Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. What was that? That was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> it's really bad. I can't I decide if that was like trying, a train conductor or I was like, just trying to, like, a train conductor? That was supposed to be like my radio announcer voice. Oh. I feel like it was like all aboard. <laughs> all aboard. The Polar Express. Okay, I'll never do it Anyways, like that again. Episode 37. This is week two of our Exploring the Enneagram series. Um, last week, we uh, talked with Ainsley Britton. Y'all got yep. to hear from her. Love her. She's so awesome. Um, talked through Enneagram types one through three. So if you did not listen to last week's episode 36, go back right now. Listen to that one first because um, she talks about what the Enneagram is yep. And then obviously goes into um, the first three types. So you want to listen to that first. And then obviously this episode is going to be four through six. Yep. And now you know that we're both threes. We are both threes, which has its own glorious things and challenges. But yeah, we're both threes. But um, we're going to talk about this week um, celebrities that that. are numbers one, two, and three. We're we're just going to talk about those because it's the only ones that you guys have heard. Um, Ainsley talk on so so when they when they talk about the celebrity I guess they're not talking about like a role they played in a movie like this no, is yeah. their yeah like who they are people. even off camera yes okay yeah yep um, okay so type ones which we learned last week reformers which are the purposeful self controlled perfectionist sense of mission yep. um, you will not be surprised by these names C S Lewis mm. who is a phenomenal author poet uh, Confucius. Really? How would they know that? Well, I think they're typing them. Okay, yeah. Obviously, like... Based on... But also, the Enneagram is really, really, really old. Anyway, uh, this was interesting, and I don't mean to, like, throw in a negative curveball here, but Osama bin Laden. What was he? A a number... A one. A one. A reformer. Purposeful, perfectionist, sense of mission. Doesn't mean it's a healthy, Mm. just like how Ainsley talked about there's healthy and unhealthy. And it just shows you how some of those characteristics can be applied. Wow. Obviously negatively. I Glad thought that I'm not was a one. really interesting. No, <laughs> and then like Pope John Paul II, like all ones. Wow. Again, reformers. So you, yeah. So you, you get the idea, the extreme of health and unhealth, you know, yeah. what that, that's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, number twos, which are the helpers, which both of us, we think have a wing and two. I think when we both took it, we both had two wings. Yeah. Which we don't talk about wings in these podcasts, but if you um, do more research into the Enneagram, you'll learn a little bit about that. But so the helper um, is exactly what it sounds like. And these people are not surprising me. Dolly Parton, mm, which is so, that. yeah. She is such a helper. I mean, think about yes, all the is. good she does and all the community work she does. I think that's just such a, that's a clear one. Will Smith. Mm. And Who has? I just read last night. He has a book that's coming out in November. I know I think you're it's excited called about Just that. Will. I like him. He's. I like him in movies. I don't really know him as a person. I like him even more as a person. Really? Do you follow him on like social media or something? No. I've just, just read a lot about him. I've heard some podcasts that he's done recently. Like he is a real seeker. Like yeah. real seeker. Just a lot of knowledge about transformation and growth. And you know who else is that is surprising to me? Who? I started following him on Instagram like a month ago. Jim Carrey. I know. It's like so surprising because he plays these like outlandish characters on, on in movies. Like he was the Grinch and then he was in Dumb and Dumber and he kind of yeah. always has this like larger than life, like kind of yeah. silly personality. But I'm, he is a like student of like spirituality and also just like 
mental health and growth. It's you should follow him on Instagram if you don't. It's a very interesting follow because yeah. he's very. I I just started as you know because you got it for me, Matthew McConaughey's book green yeah, lights, green lights. Mm-hmm. oh it's good he's a deep thinker too he's really good i got on this weird like black hole dark hole of actually not a dark hole but rabbit trail is probably the better word on youtube and i was looking up like his keynote speeches yeah he's done some really like inspiring oh, and things. i'm sure you were just looking at matthew mcconaughey uh because you wanted to hear his wisdom <laughs> not did the Google search read Matthew McConaughey with his shirt off? No, it did not. <laughs> did it? No, but he did speak at this college without his shirt. I'm just kidding. He didn't. <laughs> he, no, he just, he, for some reason, like, went on this, like, I don't know how long he did it, but he spoke at colleges, like, their commencement speeches. Yeah, yeah. And they were so deep and impressive, and he has a delivery that's just, like, impressive. Obviously, he's got that iconic some voice. Some people say he's going to run for governor of Texas. I wouldn't be surprised by that. That'd actually. be awesome. All right, uh, All right number let's keep going. <laughs> number three, the achiever celebrities. Again, these are not going to be surprising, but it's just so like affirming to hear it. Muhammad Ali, mm. Lance Armstrong, Bill Clinton, Tom Cruise, Oprah, Wow, Tiger Woods. The achiever again is like the perfectionist. The that's what we are. Yeah. But anyway, I thought those were interesting. It's always good that to is. like say, okay, for me, it helps put someone I'm familiar with in with that bucket so you can start to understand the type even deeper so i don't know i love i love learning about these and four five and six are also really interesting i learned more about those numbers um listening to y'all's conversation because those actually i was very unfamiliar with four fives and sixes i feel like i i seven eights and nines i knew pretty well because they have very dominant characteristics that are just easier for me to remember um but four five and six I just wasn't as familiar with it. No, yeah, so. I, it was very educated. I, I, I love the Enneagram. I love what I'm loving through this series. Love what uh, you're loving. Love, love what I'm learning there is what go. I meant to say. I, I can't think because this cat is so loud. I know. If you guys are following along with us in the past few weeks, he goes crazy when, when we, start, we start talking. Only then. He has been sleeping and quiet and just minding his own until we start recording every week. And it, goes it just crazy. drives me nuts. Anyway. If there's any cat trainers out there, reach out to us. He's a good cat. Not he just, really. He, no. Yes, he is. You love him so much. I do, but not because he's good. Well, we're training him to be to change his whole lifestyle. So okay, yeah. That's not on. Anyway. <laughs> I, as if you guys couldn't care less about hearing about our, our cat. Um, no, so uh, Enneagrams, type four, five, and six this week with Ainsley. You guys had an awesome, another awesome conversation. And again, if you didn't listen to last week's, go back to that. And then next week, we'll finish it up and wrap it up with the remaining three. So check that out too. Yep. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Ainsley Britton. All right, Ainsley, I'm so glad that you're back. Uh, another episode of the Good Talk Podcast, and you are going to help us uh, further understand the Enneagram, and I think this week we're looking at uh, types four, five, and six. But before we jump into that, I really want to encourage people, if you didn't hear last week's episode, you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, Ainsley just kind of sets up uh, what the Enneagram is. We covered types one, two, and three. And if right now you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't even know what the Enneagram is. Uh, it is a just phenomenal. Would you call it a, a Would you call it a personality test? Yeah, I would. In the in the most simple way, yeah, self discovery tool, personality assessment, sure. Yeah, when people ask me about it that that don't know what it is, I like I'm a 
terrible ambassador for the Enneagram because I don't know how to <laughs> describe it. I'm like, I don't, you just, you got to take the test. I'm like, just trust me. <laughs> You're going to feel like so understood and seen. Um, so for somebody that sure. doesn't know their Enneagram number, you have a great free assessment that they can go through. Um, what's the, uh, the link to that? Yeah. So that is on my personal website. It is at ainsleybritton.com forward slash Enneagram. The link's also in my um, Instagram bio at Ainsley B. So, um, but the website is Ainsley Britton, A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-B-R-I-T-A-I-N.com forward slash Enneagram. That has an assessment. It has, um, if you're in, if you're interested in coaching information, if you want to dive deeper into your type, or if you're interested in becoming a coach. I love it. That's great. All kinds of great information there. So you find out your, how long does that assessment take, by the way? I think that it says 40 minutes, but I've taken it a few times. It's, well, a billion times with other people. Um, and it's usually probably 25 to 30. Yep. Realistically. Great. No, that's perfect. So I really want to encourage people to do that because it's so helpful to know as we're kind of describing these different types, what type you are. And yeah. I'd, I would get, if you're married, I'd get your spouse to take it too. Uh, because. Yes. All of a sudden, you'll be like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that didn't make sense that now make sense uh, mm -hmm. about how you guys probably interact with each other. So I think that's great. And and for you, like, you're, you're an Enneagram coach. So tell me exactly, we didn't really cover that last week. What exactly does an Enneagram coach do? Yeah. <clears throat> so I essentially guide people through the self-discovery process of the Enneagram through, you know, zoom calls or coffee dates or whatever. Um, it's, it's, there's like a whole formula, if you will, on the steps, because the Enneagram goes so deep and so far and so wide, but generally speaking, a lot of people come to me with an understanding of the Enneagram. Like they, they usually kind of know their type. So what ends up happening is that they just come with a list of questions, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go from session to session with all of their questions and all the things that, that it brings up. But there is certainly a program we could follow, but uh, more often than not, they're like, well, I'm curious about X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I just walk them through all of those things. A lot of it's um, painful. A lot of it is like, oh, oh, you're not, I don't know if you should know that about me. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm not judging. I know a lot about a lot of people, but it's because the Enneagram reveals all. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really does. You like, I think we all like to see, and you kind of referenced this uh, last week, but it's like you, you want to hear those things about you, especially the positive side, the, you know, the strengths or you call it growth when you're in kind of that growth pattern. But mm -hmm. along with that, I mean, we all know you're not forever going to be in a growth pattern, right? They're times yeah. in, in life where you have these seasons where, again, whether it's stress from outside forces or circumstances or whatever. And I think it's important to also know that other side, you know, that kind of darker side of all of our, mm -hmm. you know, the way that we're wired and the way we go about doing things in life. So I think it's been super helpful. Yeah. So let's jump in and talk about type four. Oh, yeah. So type four is our individualist. Okay. They are, okay, I'm not supposed to have a favorite type, just like no one's supposed to have a favorite kid, <laughs> right. but they're my favorite type. Okay, type four. 
Yeah. Um, so they are the sensitive, typically withdrawn type. They're very expressive though, dramatic, a little bit self-absorbed and temperamental. Hmm. Um, their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance and their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance or to create an identity. So typically the most creative people are going to be the fours. Yeah. I mean, they are your incredible artists, musicians They're because they can get into their feels and create something beautiful, beautiful from that place. But the, the painful part is that they feel so misunderstood. They genuinely just feel like there's something wrong with them or like there's a piece missing from them. And we know there's not, but, but that is what they feel. Mm. And I think that they're just the most dynamic type because no four looks the same, right? That's why they're called yeah, the individualist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because, I mean, we live in Nashville. I would mm. guess we got a lot of fours walking around this town. A lot of fours, a lot of threes. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Wow. Uh, l- let me ask you this. Um, so let's say we talked last week, I'm a three, but I've mm-hmm. heard a little bit of myself in both the two and the four is that does that happen a lot that the numbers on either side of you kind of like you'll see part of yourself in those numbers as well those are called your wings okay so yes that's exactly what you will see we to uh, you know to briefly overview those we call the wings the salt and pepper of your personality Mm -hmm. right you can pull from each of those numbers a on either side of your main type and have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now, just like salt and pepper, you don't want to pull too much from those because then you'll start to get into un- the pulling the unhealthy mm, from each. Okay. So you don't want to over season your personality. Yep. You yep. want to stay true <laughs> to your main type, but you do have, you will absolutely see some of those reflected in your type. And that's where it kind of gets confusing. Honestly, I've had many an identity crisis because I am at, core a two, but have such a strong three wing that I get confused sometimes. And you always have to go back to the core motivation and the core desire, the core fear, right? That's Mm. what's going to help clear it up for you. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So the four, tell us a little bit about what uh, growth and stress look like for them. Definitely. So in stress, they are going to go to the unhealthy sides of a two. Okay. So they are going to be more manipulative, um, more, uh, they're not going to have the best intentions, right? They'll, they'll help you, but why? Right. There's a reason, there's a reason behind that. But in growth, they go to the healthiest sides of a one. So that's when they're going to be able to kind of get everything in line or maybe be a little bit more organized or uh, principled and they'll feel more centered whenever they're in that season of growth. Um, so that is the stress and growth of the four. Yeah, that's great. Uh, do you, I meant to ask you this last time I've, I've heard some people like be able to use an example of a celebrity with certain types. Do you, I I don't know if that's something you do or not, or like, can you think of someone that we all may know that's a four? Yes. Um, mainly because I have it pulled up right here. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, yeah, Johnny Depp is a four. Really? Stevie Nicks is a four. Let's see who else. Johnny Depp. Yeah, it makes total sense. 
Alanis Morissette. Oh, she's probably quintessential for. Yeah. Dramatic, but extremely creative. Sarah uh-huh. McLaughlin, Prince, Bob Dylan. Those kind of people that you think that's of great. For sure. Okay. I love it. All right. That's very helpful. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the five now. Yeah. Whew. So our fives are the investigators. Okay. Hmm. They're more likely going to be introverted and they're the like intense cerebral type. They're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and usually pretty isolated. Hmm. Their basic fear is of being useless, helpless, or incapable. And their basic desire is to be capable and competent. Hmm. They are knowledge seekers. They feel adequate or powerful whenever they have knowledge. So let's say you're at a dinner party, you have a five, they're going to be the ones that are quiet as a mouse the whole time until you say one thing about something they're interested in. And then they're like off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. That's so and funny. It's, it's so interesting because they can go so deep into their information. Like they're the kind of people that have, in, what is it like random information? They just know things. Yeah. yeah. That's them. These are the people you do not want to play Trivial Pursuit with, right? Yes, (laughs) exactly. They like know the history behind why bread has seeds, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah, just random stuff. So random. And let me tell you, a five who is into the Enneagram knows more than me, I guarantee. Or they can at least retain more than me. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. So what's what's their uh, stress and growth look like? Oh my gosh. So their stress, they go towards a seven, Mm. the unhealthy sides of the seven whenever they're stressed. So this like orderly, um, I don't know, kind of person will suddenly become scattered and confused and all over the place. Mm. And it's you can see it on their face. You can really see a five in stress. They they very much show it. Does that does that panic them? Since since they're you know so used to having everything and knowing everything, does that do they just get in complete like spiral at that point? Absolutely, and they shut down and they isolate. Hmm. That's when they're like, nope, I can't do this. They like to work alone, that kind of thing. Okay. And then their growth is an eight, so they are becoming decisive. They're becoming confident. They are able to show up in their best way. And it's very, very, very cool to see a five in growth because you see someone who, you know, kind of shuts themselves off, step into um, voicing their opinion more. And Mm -hmm. it's really neat. I love to see that. That's cool. All right. Mm -hmm. So how about the six? Six. The six is the loyalist. Mm. Now, I have to say this before we get into six. If you are a six, do not harp on the bad stuff that I'm <laughs> about to say. Focus on the good stuff. Do sixes tend to do that? One trillion percent. <laughs> that is exactly what they do. They are the committed, security oriented type. They're engaging and responsible, but they're also really anxious and suspicious. Mm. So their basic fear is of being without support and guidance. And their basic desire is to have security and support. 
Now, when you meet a six, it's very, very rare that they're going to be your friend right off the bat. Mm. So what's hard is for people who are like twos and threes who naturally win people over, they're naturally just very charming. When they meet a six and the six isn't bought into whatever they do, they're like, wait, 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 what's going on? Yeah. Why don't you like me? I, I have totally had that happen. And it's just now clicking with me. Like there's, and, and you know what, again, as a three, I'm like, they're just weird, but they're not that that's, that's, you know, they're, they're probably not real super fast to trust. And they're kind of thinking through and processing and kind of sizing me up before they're, they're willing to kind of invite me into that circle. Right. You're exactly right. And they are honestly, they're right to do so. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're right to not immediately jump into this friendship where they don't even know this person. I'm like, I trust everybody. I'm like, what's your name? Oh, yep. I'll be a friend. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just, it's so funny. I was just thinking I've, I've been in the process of, of having to hire some people. And I've always said, and other people have said this about me too, I'm, I'm, a, I'm terrible in interviews and hiring people because I like everybody. So I'm like, yep, they're mm-hmm. great. Let's hire them. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like the, at six, that's a person you want in that interview room with you because they're they're looking at it completely different and analyzing it completely different. And they... They ha- they're bringing a piece to the table that I just don't, I don't have it. And man, that there's a lot of wisdom in the way that they kind of process stuff, right? You are absolutely right. And they are incredible team players. Mm. So whenever they are bought into you, the reason that they're so hesitant is because whenever they become your friend or they become, you know, part of your life, they're there forever. Wow. They are going to stick by you. They are going to have your back. They are incredible friends, incredible people, honestly. So the re- it, it's it's almost like, okay, I need to know if you're legit because if you're not, you know, I don't want to waste my time. But if yeah. you are, I'm I'm about to go into this relationship a hundred percent and give you the best of me. So, yeah, not not only do you want them on your team because they will rally your team and they will, gosh, they're just so dependable yeah. too. If you want something done, they're going to get it done for you. They're going to make sure they are looking out for you. So it's always good to have a a few six friends, (laughs) but they are going to talk about worst case scenarios. They're going to be like, well, what about this? What Mm. about that? What if this happens? What if that happens? Some people like myself are like, there's nothing bad ever going to happen. Nothing, nothing (laughs) bad could ever possibly happen. (laughs) And they're like, um, you're crazy you could die if you jump off that cliff. And I'm like, no, the cliff's not that bad. (laughs) Right. right. So they are really incredible people. And I want to emphasize that because they do cling on to the, to the bad, right. A lot of times. And there's so much good in them that the more they see that, the more they'll kind of step into their growth, which is the nine. They go towards the healthy parts of the nine whenever um, they're in that growth season. So that looks like, you know, trusting themselves a little bit and being okay with what's going on and being at peace and content. So that is that, that what that growth looks like. It's really like an inner peace. And then the stress is the three, they go towards the unhealthy side of the three where 
they get more concerned about, um, you know, what, if everything fails, then what, right. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm doomed. Everything. I, I can't do it. It's, it can't fail, you know, or else I will be lost with it Yep. because they're really bought into, um, maybe a belief system or, um, their job or whatever, because they are such a team player. Now, like we mentioned, uh, last week with the one, the one has that inner committee, the six had no, sorry. The one has the inner critic, right. the six has an inner committee. Wow. So not only do they have one voice, they have multiple voices. They have a lot of different voices and that's where that what if comes in. Yeah. All these what if scenarios come in and pop in like popcorn, um, in their head. So that's really what is happening whenever you're hearing a six, uh, process things. Yeah. Would a six, uh, because they're such loyalists, do they, do they tend to have, or are they happiest when they have like two or three really close friends versus having, you know, 20 kind of surface level friendships? Does that, does that play into their relational dynamics at all? I think that they have more energy relationally than a lot of people. Hmm. So they probably do have a, a, couple deep it's almost like ripples they probably have like a ripple friendships where it's like a few deep 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 friendships then they're you know the next kind of ring is deep friendships the next ring is like acquaintances kind of thing sure they really have a lot of friends because they are such good friends yeah yep typically that makes a lot of sense oh my gosh you've got my mind spinning like i i am I am so recommitted right now to finding out the Enneagram number of all my friends because I I, I want to <laughs> no. just know like you know when you think about you know I want to I want to surround myself with people who are helping me grow and I want to be that kind of person that's helping other people grow and mm-hmm. so just knowing like again how much everybody's got going on in, in their head in their mind and and how some people are are growing in this way or some people this is what happens when they're in stress i'm like i want to know that about my friends so i can help them and kind of keep them in that growth lane where they're the best versions of themselves but if you don't know their number that's really hard to know when they're in like a growth season when they're in that stress season so yeah. I'm, I'm really committed to just okay i gotta figure this out and uh, make sure i know the enneagram numbers of like the most important people in my life it really will change everything about your relationships and it creates that empathy. You know, like I mentioned before, it creates that like, Oh my gosh, I can see when you're hurting or I can see when you're in a good place or, you know, there's a lot of people that actually say, um, Oh, well I'm a whatever. And I don't get along with whatever type. That's a signal that you're not, that you need to, um, you know, expand. Yep. I used to say that about fives. And then let me tell you, I looked up one day and realized some of the closest people to me are fives. Wow. <laughs> so it's really not fair for us to say that, you know, whenever, whenever you're in this process of discovering other people yeah. around you's type, give everyone a fair shot and yeah. give everyone, you know, how you're kind of saying like, oh, I started to think that the six is weird. I started to think that too. Cause I was like, no one's ever not liked me. What do you, what's <laughs> right. wrong with you? But then I'm like, wait, that's actually a really good attribute that I can learn from. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I I was kind of joking when I said they're weird. But I think about in life, 
we do this so often. Like somebody does something, you know, and we're like, what? They're so weird or they're so, you know, whatever. You, you throw that, mm-hmm. that stigma on them. But it's really just yeah. because we don't, we don't understand them. We don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and this, I think, makes you, I'm not saying it makes you more tolerant of the people around you, but it, it makes it where you know and can understand where they're coming from. And so yeah. it helps us. I talk a lot about, I, I, I'm so tired of looking at people as, oh, those people are good people. Those people are bad people. It's, it's mm-hmm. not that simple. And there's yeah. layers and there's complexities to all of us and why we do the things that we do. And the Enneagram is really helping me begin to understand that and connect those dots. So Ainsley, thank you. This has been so helpful. I know I'm going to need a lot of help next week because I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that I don't like eights. I just don't. And they, <laughs> I don't like them. And so I'm going to really need your help and helping me understand what my issue is with eights and <laughs> how it. I can how I can better serve them. You got it. We can do it. <laughs> All right. This is awesome. Thanks so much. So next week we're going to cover seven, eight, and nine. Uh, and I think it's going to be great. And so we really, really appreciate uh, you just sharing all your wisdom with us uh, and helping us kind of understand more about ourselves and understand more about the people around us. Absolutely. I appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs>